With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Once again, in the name of our precious Lord and Savior. 
Savior Jesus Christ. I'm Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of Center Church. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Pray the Lord is blessing you very, very well wherever this broadcast is finding you. Keep in mind, child of God, that whatever, however this broadcast is finding you, God wants you to know that he's working things together for you're good. He's working it together. I don't know what exactly you are going through, but all things work together for the good for those who love the Lord and called according to his purposes. Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that we are working on our most recent topic entitled, As You Promote the Kingdom of God. God will promote you. Just keep in mind that how you treat the kingdom, don't be surprised when you see that treatment coming back to you. God is immediately flashing the Apostle Paul in my mind, how that he, I mean, he abused the kingdom of God. He abused the people of God. He abused the church prior to his salvation. God miraculously saved him. Yes, he did. But throughout Paul's ministry, he was abused by the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, the Sanhedrin, a lot of the same abuse that he had poured out on the children of God and on the kingdom and on God's people was now being poured out on him. So we want to be very, very mindful, very, very careful how we treat the kingdom of God. You don't feel like it's no big deal to be late to service? Watch and see, don't God have some, some late blessings, that, 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 some blessings that he's going to make late for you? You don't feel like it's a big deal to support the kingdom? Then there'll come a time when you're going to be looking up and, and your support is going to be lack. How you treat God's kingdom, how you treat the things that are important to God is how you will eventually be treated. So you want to take God's business more serious than any other business in your life. You get up and you go to work on time or you get up and you go to school on time, but you come to God's house, you come to the house of worship late, God is not pleased with that. Well, we looked at capital A in our outline, what is the kingdom? Matthew twelve twenty eight, Mark four and twenty six, capital B, where is the kingdom? Capital A, what is the kingdom? Capital B, where is the kingdom? Uh Luke seventeen twenty one, Mark one fifteen, capital C. Why some people are excluded. In most good things there have to be some folk that are that are excluded. Certain neighborhoods, they got some folk that are excluded. You know, there are certain Certain things that some folk just have to be excluded from because they'll come in and mess up things. Matthew nineteen twenty four, Matthew twenty three and thirteen. Capital D. We looked at entrance requirements. Understanding that in the kingdom of God there are entrance requirements. There are entrance requirements for it to get into you, for the kingdom to enter you, and there are entrance requirements for you and I to enter into the kingdom. We looked at Mark one fifteen, and earlier today we looked at Matthew six. And 33. Now we're going to look at capital E and we're going to get ready to close this particular topic. 
secrets. Keep in mind that there are secrets to the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of God has secrets. Kingdom of God has secrets. We're going to look briefly at Luke chapter 8, verse 10 from the New International Version. Luke chapter 8, verse 10. Jesus said to his disciples, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. Once again, Luke chapter 8, verse 10, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that though, though seeing they may not see, and though, though understanding, Though hearing, they may not understand. Capital E in our outline, the kingdom of God has secrets. Secrets. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, we thank you. We praise you. We adore you. We reverence you. You are God, and beside you there is none other. We thank you, Father, for adding another day to our lives. Thank you for protection, for healing, for deliverance, provisions, so many things, Father, you do to us, through us, and for us. We give you all, all glory, all the honor, and all praise. We thank you, Father, for your patience in dealing with us as we are being made, as we are conforming to the likeness of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We set aside this time to reverence you, to praise you, to study your word that we may be approved unto you, workmen who do not need to be ashamed, but who rightly divide the word of truth. Want to pray now, Father, and begin praying for the hearts and minds of the people that you will be sending me to in the great countries of Africa. Uh, pray, Father, that your word will meet them at the point of their need you will strengthen, encourage, edify, uplift, and whatever else you have deemed necessary for your word and your spirit to do in the hearts and the minds of your people. Father, as you do these things for us, we will be very careful to continue giving your name all glory, all the honor, and all the praise. This is our prayer. We count it done. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let God's people say amen. Secrets. The kingdom of God has secrets. Yes, yes, Jesus had to let his disciples know that you as disciples have inside information. You say, Apostle, what are you driving at? Child of God, you need to understand that you have inside information. Come on, let's get that down. Now, in in stock market, in the stock market, you know, sometimes – uh, individuals get convicted for getting inside information, meaning that let's suppose that I've got stock in a company and I've got a friend of mine. Now, this is about, to my understanding, why Martha Stewart went to prison. i got a friend of mine that works in that particular company. Well, let's say that that company is about to you know, suffer a major financial blow. Well, you know, a friend of mine come to me and said, look, Rob, man, if I was you, I'd get all my, get all the money out of company ABC just as quickly as you can. We're getting ready to, you know, we can go through a match. And I go sell off all the stock I have just before the, the big problem hits. Well, what I've got is I've got inside information. Or, friend of mine come to me, I don't have any stock in a company. friend of mine is working for a company, and he might know that the company is getting ready to go public, and the prices of the stock is about to, to double or triple. He said, look, man, Rob, if I was you, man, I'd go buy all the stock in company ABC that I possibly could, man. It's getting ready to go through the roof. I go buy it, then the stock doubles or triples in price. I've got inside information. That's illegal in the, in the stock market. You, you, it's an unfair advantage. That's stuff that the general public 
does not know. Well, what do we understand as children of God? God is letting us to know as disciples right off the top. I'm telling you that if this was Wall Street, God said, I'd be breaking all kind of laws and all kind of room, rules. But my children have what? Inside information. The secrets. Jesus told his disciples. Now, Jesus has just finished giving the parable about the sower. Talking about different kinds of hearts that different individuals have in regards to the word. Now, I encourage you, because we're not going to go over that, but I encourage you, because we, we just finished preaching on that not too long ago, to go back and to study those four different types of hearts, because everybody's heart is one of those four when it comes down to the word of God. What was the first heart that we had? We had the the, uh, the path-hearted people. I'm not going to go over these. Just, you know, you, you got to go back and listen to the broadcast. Then you had the rock-hearted people. Then you had the thorn-hearted people. And then you had the good soil-hearted people. Now, his disciples, after they heard this parable, they went to Jesus and they asked him, you know, it was like, you know, Jesus, what does that mean, huh? What are you talking about? You know, how is how is some people got like path hearts? How is it some people got like rocky hearts or thorny hearts? How what that what that parable mean? Jesus told his disciples, he said, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. The knowledge of the secrets. A secret is that which everybody don't know. How many of them remember when we were in school, we would tell our friend, look, I got a secret I don't want you to tell everybody before the end of the day everybody know you know why because that that normally that friend did not keep the secret well god is letting us to god is watch this now god is letting us know secrets that he wants us to share with the world the knowledge of god's secrets when it comes down to the secrets of the kingdom of god even though we may have them as disciples, God does not meant for us to just keep them as disciples. So even though God is giving us the secrets of the kingdom, he means for us to tell it. Well, God said, Jesus told one group, said, what I whisper in your ear, I want you to proclaim from the what? Rooftops. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God. Somebody, some of y'all want to, Apostle, how come you got to be preaching and teaching like this every single day? Every time we turn around, because I want you to know the secrets. God wants you to know the secrets. God wants you and I knowledgeable of the secrets of the kingdom of God. He said to his disciples, the knowledge of of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. Watch this. But to others, I speak in parables. Now, why parables? Well, because everybody does not handle secrets well. So Jesus look. You know, I I work very hard to share my secrets with those who will handle them well. The gospel is not for everybody. Make no mistake about it. Jesus didn't die for everybody. That's one of the most popular misconceptions in, in Christendom. He didn't die for everybody. He shed his blood for many. Not everybody. Everybody's not going to be saved. So then it won't for them. And God knew before the foundations of the earth that it won't going to be for them. The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God, everybody not going to handle them well. So God says to others, I speak in parables. Parables. I'll give an earthly example of a spiritual concept. Some of you out there, you don't know what to do with your money. God will come in and talk about how if you sow sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. 
here we are talking about the word of God as it hits men's and women's heart. God talking about well, some, some the word of God be hitting some men and women's heart just like seeds that fall on the path. The word of God be hitting some men and women's hearts just like seeds that grow up in rocky soil. The word of God be hitting some men and women's hearts just like seeds that grow up with a bunch of thorns all around it. But then the word of God hits some people's heart. My prayer, prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you'll be like that fourth group. The word of God hits some people's heart and falls on good soil. And what does a seed do when it falls on good soil? When a seed falls on good soil, it will begin to grow. It will begin to flourish. It will begin to prosper. It will begin to expand. You say, Apostle, what's driving that? If God's word is not growing and prospering and expanding and blossoming and budding in you, you better check your heart. Maybe you've got a path like heart. You better check your heart. Maybe you got a you got a lot of some thorns and some thistles in that heart. Maybe you got maybe you, you better check. Maybe it's maybe some rocky places in that heart. God's word is a seed got made to germinate. Seeds are meant to grow. If not, if a seed does not hit the right ground and begin to grow, you mess around and come back and find that seed looking the same way it was looking when you first put it there. That, that's why seeds can. That, why, that, why you think seeds can stay right in the in the uh, 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 hardware store? Seeds can stay right in the hardware store for years. They're just years. They be sitting right there. Grass seeds and stuff be in a bag and be sitting there for years. Don't bother nobody. Get why? Because it, it has to be in the right environment to turn into a totally different thing. God's word. If you don't have a right heart, that's why a lot of you out there, your Bible just sit right there on your on your mantle, dust all on them. I, I you know I'd rather wear my Bible out than for my Bible to to waste away. I'd rather wear it out. Got to need a Bible right now. Got a Bible up here held together with tape, all kind of stuff. Y'all remind me, I got to get another Bible before I go before I leave to for Nairobi. We would God would rather see us wear our Bible out from use than to let it waste away from abuse. Because if your Bible is wasting away from you not using it, that's abuse. You're not studying your Bible, you're not reading it, you're not checking it, that's abuse. You need to understand that's abuse of the word. God rather see you wear it out, flipping pages, and going back and studying and remembering scriptures and look, turn, here, go, let's go ahead. God's word. You remember the parable of the talents. One man received the talents, made five more. Other man received five talents, made five more. One man received two talents, made two more. Other man received one talent, and when the master came back here, he come going to pull out that same, that same little one talent and doing a lot of talking. Doing a lot of talking. Well, see, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't work that talent right. If God's word is worked right in your heart, it will, it, man, it will turn into a, it will turn into a whole different thing. Grow and expand and blossom. Like the parable of the mustard seed. It might start out real, real small, real, real little. But a mustard seed grow up and be one, it was one of the largest plants that the ancient Israelites knew about once it grew up. Started out as real, real tiny. But when it grew. When God's word grows on your life, it will take over. You will find yourself obsessed. When it grows right, if you ain't got to the place yet where you are obsessed with God's word, ain't growing just right. Ain't growing just right. But mustard seed don't turn into one of the largest plants that, that the ancient Israelites ever seen. Then that thing hadn't grown right. Because even though it starts out small, when that thing grows right, oh, my gosh, it'd be take over just about all kind of stuff. But you've got to have right soil. How can you tell whether or not the word is growing right in a per heart? The soil. The soil got to be right. So there's a condition that our hearts must be in. We must have hearts that are, that are submitted. We must have hearts that realize that, you know, apart from God, we don't know anything. Apart from God, we can't do anything. Got to have a heart that understands that by itself, 
it is desperately wicked and beyond cure. See, when you get to the place where you understand that you is completely rotten, I mean, Paul said it like this. I know that no good thing dwells in me. When you get to the place where you realize that you ain't no good, then you understand that, 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 and that God, there's no bad in God, there's no good in me. Let me get it straight now. There's no good in me, and there's no bad in God. I definitely need God in me. When you get to the place, you realize there's no good in you. Bible said there's no good that dwells where? In the flesh. So there's no good in me. All right. And there's no bad in God. All right. So can I get a mixture? Can I get a mixture? Lord, can I get you in here so I can have at least some good in this mortal body? Because I am utterly corrupt. See, as long as you're thinking, I'm a pretty good person. I'm a pretty good person. Then now what you'll be doing is you'll be dependent on your own righteousness instead of his righteousness. And our own righteousness to him is as what? Filthy rats. Come on, let's close this message, children of God. So there's another secret. You say, Apostle, why you got to be here like this preaching every day? Because I want more of the secrets. Jesus didn't say the, secret, the knowledge of the secret of the kingdom of God. Uh -huh. Just like he didn't tell Peter. I, yeah, he didn't say that, 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 that Peter, I give you the key of the kingdom. Keys. There are keys in the kingdom. There are secrets in the kingdom. The more keys you have, for most things, the more access you have. Some of you may have the key to, to health, but you don't have the key to wealth. There's a key. Because if it's in the kingdom, there's a key to it. You may have the key to joy, but you don't have the key to, to, to patience. There's a key. There's a key. So what we want as we study God's word and as we dig deeper into his word and, and get closer to him and seek his faith, God will bless us with more keys. Key, God be like, that's how, you, that's how you can get into that right there. Take this key. Hey, you want to get into that right there? Sometimes we be hammering on the door, bam, 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 praying, oh, Lord, I, and praying, praying, and I ain't still ain't got it. God said, I ain't, gave you, I ain't gave you the key yet. We gave you the key to that. And watch, watch how easy that is key i give you the keys jesus said look the knowledge of the secrets father i want we want more knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom because the more we know about the kingdom the more we can do for the kingdom and the more the kingdom can do for us huh the what the more we know about the kingdom the more we can do for the kingdom and the more the kingdom will do for us you say apostle, what's now? The more you do for the kingdom out there, child of God, the more the kingdom is going to do for you. Watch. Just watch. Just watch. Just watch. I told you how you treat the kingdom is how God's going to see to it that you treat it. God says, so there's knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. And God said, look, there are certain ones that I've given them to. I like being around folk that have the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. If you don't have many, much knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom, then there ain't a whole lot you're going to be able to tell me. But to others, I speak in parables. Why? Those seeing, in other words, they, they can see the parable, but then Jesus said they may not see so you say, Apostle, what's driving that? Something's wrong with you if you can see how this thing, how the parable works, but then you can't see the application of that in life. Let me get this straight out there on the sound of my voice. You, you got sense enough to realize that the more seeds you plant, the more harvest you'll have in, in, if you're farming, but you ain't got sense enough to see that the more you sow into the kingdom of God, the more God going to bless you with stuff. You can't see that? So see, if you, can't, you can see the parable but you can't see the manifestation or you can't see the application of it, then you are spiritually blind. Okay, let me get this straight. You can see out there, if I use as a parable, if I go to the gym every day, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably be stronger and bigger than if I go to the gym one day out of the week. Would most of you agree with that? That if I go to the gym and lift weights every day, I'm going to be stronger than if I go to the gym and lift weights one day out of the week? Are you in agreement? All right, now, if you can see that parable, 
But then I come back and tell you that if you up under the apostles' doctrine every day, you're going to be a stronger Christian than if you only up under the apostles' doctrine or just hearing the word one day out of the week, but you can't see that, then, then you are, you're part of this group that Jesus is talking about. Those seeing, in other words, they, those seeing, you can see the parable, but then you can't see the application of it. Those seeing, they may not see. Those hearing, they may not understand. Jesus said, that's, 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 that's what a lot of people are. They can see the parable. The parable is crystal, crystal clear. But you can't see what you're doing. David slipped off into this one time. Had Uriah, took Uriah's wife, had sex with her, had a kill, had a, uh, 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 I mean, had a uh, Uriah's, Uriah kill, you know, and different things. Then took Bathsheba as his wife. He was doing all kinds of things. And the prophet came to him. Gave a parable about a rich man, a rich traveler, you know, took the poor man's ewe lamb and cooked it, cooked it up for the, for the one that was coming to visit. David was like, the man who did this deserves to die. Prophet said, you, prophet said, you, you are the man. David was seeing the parable, but then he wasn't seeing what he was doing. Lord, help us to not just see the parable. Help us to see what we do. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Jesus said, look, because I obviously hear my disciples are not quite comprehending this here. Jesus said, let me, let me, let me break this down even, even further. The, this is the meaning of the parable. You say, Apostle Brian, what are you driving at? Every parable, as we are preaching and teaching the word of God, every parable you give ought to have a meaning. Every analogy you ought to have, every metaphor, there needs to be a meaning. It means that there's a meaning. See, There's a meaning to the parable that I just gave about going to the gym well, what is the gym? The gym is a place where you can get stronger if you use it right. Weights are, 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 are symbolic of if you use weights right, you're going to make your physical body stronger. You're going to make your physical body. That's the, the meaning. Well, the parable is that if the church, if you use the church right, one of the things is saying what you're using it for. If you're using the church right, you should get spiritually stronger. You can go to a gym and get weaker. Mess around and go to a gym. Nice equipment all over everywhere. All you do is go to the gym and eat uh, cheese doodles and drink and drink uh, so, or use it for a social club. You just there meeting people. Got on a fan. Got on some new new gym clothes and work our clothes on, but you not lifting nothing. The the gym now the gym has become a place where you getting weaker. Place that is meant for you to get strong. So it is with the church. Mess around and turn church church into just a social club. Oh, I'm just going there to see and be seen and wear my fancy hat and my fancy shoes and everybody see me and I wave at everybody. Uh-uh, uh-uh. We thank God for being able to do all of that. But the church is supposed to be a place where we are taking Jesus' yoke upon us and learning. The church is supposed to be a place where we can go and commune with God, hear from God, talk to God. And the church, uh-uh, uh-uh, no, let's use it right. Because most anything in life, if you use it right, it will benefit you. But if you use it wrong, it will hurt you. Okay, you one of the same thing. Jesus said, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, but then the devil comes. So in this parable, birds, little bitty birds, representing the devil. <laughs> come right and get come right and get the seed. Same way the devil will get the word. If you don't if you don't get it down and make yourself remember it and and keep it hide it in your heart and keep the devil come take it right out. Because remember, God's word is spiritual. The devil is spiritual. He operates in the spiritual. See, you and I can't touch stuff in the spiritual, not without our physical body. The devil can. 
the devil be fighting angels. Demons are spiritual. They be fighting angels. I can't, we can stand here and wave our arms all day. We couldn't slap an angel. The demon can. Devil can. Because they are spiritual what? Beings. Well, God's word is spirit. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. So what we can do to these forces, these dark forces, through the word of God, we can make them back up. You can't see it now. Some of y'all, well, you know, you can't see. But what God, I, I have, listen, I am a living witness that God's word will back some devils up. It's some folk that wouldn't dare come to this church. And I thank God for it. I thank God for it. Why? Because of the spirit that's in them. If you don't have a spirit that's interested in doing right, if you don't have a spirit that's interested in sound doctrine, man, you'll run away from a place where sound doctrine and the word of God is being preached like it's, like it's got the plague. Now, and you, you must run and, and check yourself out. And the Lord was dealing with me on something just a little bit earlier before I started the broadcast. God was like, Robert, if people are treating you any differently than they treat my word, then something is wrong with you. In other words, people that, that, that people that if you don't love the word of God, I don't expect you to love me. You probably not. If you stay away from the word of God just as hard as you possibly can, I'm looking for you to be staying away from me as hard as you possibly can. We listen, we want we want to be as close to the word as we possibly can. Now, people that really love the word of God, they're going to really love you and me. If that's where if that's what we're where we're coming from and what we're talking about and what we're meditating on. But now if 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 people don't love the word of God, but they love you real, real strong, then what is it in you that they like so much? I tell you what it is, it's called flesh. It's called sinful nature. People don't like hearing the word of God, but they like hearing you so much. Well, what, what is it you talking? I'll tell you what you're talking. You're talking flesh. Talking flesh. And flesh gives birth to flesh. Flesh love being around flesh. Flesh love to commune with flesh. Come on, now you ain't going to go out in the wilderness and find no whole lot of giraffes and, and lions just kicking it. How many times you ever seen that? I just know you see it on a lot of your cartoons. What's the name of that cartoon? Madigan. Madigan huh? I knew one of the things. You see it on cartoons, uh, hippopotamus and, and giraffe and lion, they all hanging out. That ain't how animals do in the wild. That ain't how animals do in the wild. Giraffes be running around with what? Giraffes. Lions be running around with lions. Hippopotamuses, you don't see hippopotamus. I just can't, man, but hippopotamus and, and, a, and a, a, a zebra, we just kicking it. No, they don't be just kicking it. They might pass each other, bump into each other, but a hippopotamus be looking to go get in the pack of hippopotamuses. Zebra be looking to go get in the pack of zebras. So understand, children of God, people that love God, we ought to be looking to, to, to run right in our pack. We, I'm looking for other people that love God. Preach to folk that don't, but fellowship with folk that do. Put that in your notebooks. What? Preach to folk that don't love God, but fellowship with folk that do. You don't love God, I don't understand my voice. I ain't looking a whole lot of fellowship with you. I mean, you know. I preach to you, share the word of God and different things, but that that's about it. But when you love God out there, see now we have fellowship what? One with another. We're moving in the same direction. We can walk together. We got a common interest. Those of you all out there that keep right on tuning into this broadcast, look, you ain't gonna talk to me to death. I know what you're tuning in for. You love you some God's word now. Majority, you love you some God's word. Ain't a whole lot of us running around now. Don't don't fool yourself. What you see, a lot of stuff you see. 
Because the Bible declares that the time will come when men will not endure sound doctrine. Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear. You Listen, I know something about you. You, you stand right up under this word. Listen to me. Now, I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. You know who you are out there. Don't let me have to start calling y'all names. You looking for some sound doctrine. How you say, Apostle, how you know? Because I am too. I don't want to hear no nonsense. My soul is too important for me to be listening to a whole bunch of yeah, I don't need no show, man. Tell me what God what? Has said. Tell that's all. Tell me what God has said. My listen, my eternal soul is on the line. You always keep that in mind. Just, just keep that in mind. Now you, you, you know, you shake it, you shake it out any way you want to. But your eternal soul is on the line. Now, no matter what may be, whatever. I ain't trying to go to hell. I ain't trying. Don't want to go. Don't have no plans to go. And you know, trying to do all we can do. And I don't want you to go. Under the sound of my voice, my worst enemy. I wouldn't want them to go to hell. There, I mean, there have been some people in my life have hurt me and done different. I wouldn't want my worst enemy to go to hell. Hell is the scariest place imaginable. Hell is the scariest place imaginable. You don't never get out. I wouldn't even want to be put in my closet and could never get out. You couldn't even put me on a comfortable bed and I can't never get out. Even the most comfortable bed, if I could never get out, would become a fate worse than death. Hell, you can't never get out. It's fire and burning sulfur that you can't never get out of. Nobody bring you no water. Never, never, and you don't be no closer to getting out the first day you went than 10,000 years later, and you still suffering. Children of God, listen to me out there. This world, this world is no joke. We need to take this time and opportunity we have to get as close as, what we say, what we say, the, the kingdom has what? Secret to get as knowledgeable of the secrets of the kingdom of God as we possibly can. Because the more knowledgeable of the secrets of the kingdom that you have, the less the devil will be able to fool you. All right. Got to take them back to a parable, Robert, because some of them, some of them kind of looking. There's some of them that's looking right straight up in the sky right now. They, they, they take them in, in parable. A magician be having tricks. From pulling the rabbit out of the hat, to levitating the girl, to sawing the people in half. Well, if you go backstage before the show and you can see all of his tricks, well, you won't be out there during the show all all amazed, all wooing and wine, and all uh, astonished and different. Why? Because you know the tricks. You don't. You know the secrets. You know how he do that. Everybody else hollering and, and, and but you know how he do that. Well, the not, but the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God. One, uh, some of the, the, the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God is giving you and I, God will give you and I knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. I mean, the kingdom of hell or the kingdom of Satan. God, in other words, God will let you know how Satan be operating. He won't be able to hide as much from you and I when we are knowledgeable of the secrets of the kingdom of God. Listen, there ain't nothing the devil do that God don't see. There ain't nothing the devil do that Satan don't see. I mean, nothing the devil do that Jesus don't see. Okay? So why? Because God has all of the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. Well, what we want to do is we want to increase ours. 
so we can see more and more and more. You're not going to just see more and more and more in the kingdom of light as you get closer to God. You're going to see more and more and more in the kingdom of darkness. So a whole lot of questions that, the, that, that, that others be asking, as God revealed to you the secrets of knowledge of the kingdom of God, you won't be asking that question. You'll know exactly why that's happening. You'll, you'll know exactly why. Verse 15. How you say, how do we, we start getting the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom? Look at verse 15. The seed, but the seed on good soil. What will what will qualify you and I for more knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God is the condition of our hearts. Now, Jesus said that, he said now, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart. Why is God's word able to take off and do so much in some people and do so little in other people? Condition of their heart. Condition of their heart. Why do you can plant the two? You can take take and plant some seed in some places. You know, I remember once we we planted some seed here. This is very fertile, like ground out here. This ground, you know, and I'd taken some of the same seeds and took them over to one of the houses we have in the city and planted the same seed. And nothing. Over here, the whole yard grew up. I mean, stuff growing, got to, got to cut the grass down right now. Took some of the same seed over to one of the houses we have in the city, planted that stuff over there, and ain't none of it grow hardly. Difference in the soil. Same way with God. Some people's hearts are conducive for the growing and development of God's word. Some people's hearts are not. The seed on good soil stands for those who with a noble and good heart, they hear the word, retain or remember the word, and by persevering, that means they keep right on doing it. Man, listen, let me tell you something. People, people who, who, who often do great things for God, they can be some very difficult individuals to be around, especially if you don't have plans of doing great things for God. Because they're going to keep persevering. They're going to keep right on going. They're gonna keep, and God wants you to keep right on going. You out there, you a good, you a good hearer of the, of the word. God said, keep right on. Keep right on. You right there, you, you keep a good studier of the word. God said, keep right on. Keep right on. Now, this is the way you got to be careful when you're dealing with folk that persevere, because a lot of times they'll, they'll persevere in, in, in God's word or in certain things that'll make them great. But then sometimes, they, because they got that spirit of persevere, they'll persevere in some crazy stuff, too. One of the things is looking at like <laughs> But by persevering, you say, well, Apostle, what you trying to tell me out here? I've been listening to you for a while. You got to persevere. You out there, you've been listening and following the broadcast real good. Keep on, my brother and my sister. You out there under the sound of my voice, you've been applying God's word real, real strong, and you're like, keep on, my brother, my sister. You out there, you've been contributing to the work of God and supporting the work. Keep on, my brother, my sister. Perseverance is what? One of the main things that will cause God's word to expand and to blossom and to bloom. Perseverance. No, we can't come in here and say, all right, we're going to do everyday worship one day. Uh-uh, that's not everyday worship. That's just that day worship, perseverance, I mean every day. And I don't want there to be a day in my life where I don't preach God's word. I don't want no day like that. From now, Apostle, what do you think about retiring? How do I retire from what God called me to do? Retirement for me is called death. The upper room. <laughs> That's retirement. That's retirement for me. I've been listening to that pastors and, and the bishops and them, you know, Apostle our Bishop getting ready to retire. I'll be like, how you do that? How you retire from what God called you to do? Now, I may not be able to do it as long or as strong or different things, you know, because when you're young, you know, you do. But how do you retire? Now we're preaching about a good two hours every day. 
Well, I feel like in another hundred years, if God let me live that long, I don't know if I'll be able to preach like that. Maybe I just be able to preach a good thirty-second sermon for you and have to go get my oxygen. Yo, God is good, and somebody here come help me out the the pulpit and give me some oxygen. But retire, death. I don't. I mean, paralyzed. Can you still talk, Apostle? Yeah. All right, we're gonna we're gonna set up the we're gonna set up the broadcast. We're gonna set up the broadcast and lay, lay you right out somewhere and just put the microphone. Somebody prop the microphone up to your mouth. You can't move nothing and be just talking. And saints, God said, death. Unless something just I mean catastrophic and debilitating come where you just can't say nothing, I'm gonna open my mouth for Jesus. There are secrets. My prayer for you is that you gain and gather and glean as many secrets of the kingdom as you possibly can. Because as you gain more secrets, you can do more for God. And when you do more for God, God will do more for you. God bless you, children of God. Heaven smile on you. Let's get, I got some questions for, for you all. Very good questions for you here. Um, question one, what does the seed represent in the parable? Question two, what does the heart represent in the parable? And question three, explain what seeing but not seeing mean and hearing but not understanding mean. We got the seed. We got, what is the next one? What's the heart in the parable? Okay, okay. I meant to say something else, but that's all right. And then number three, what does it mean? Seeing but not seeing, seeing but not able to see, hearing but not able to understand. Explain what that means. God bless you, saints. Heaven continue to smile on each other. You can reach us through email at thechristianchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, www.church.com, backslash member, backslash t, backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on talk shows, pre-cast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 and 6 p.m. daily. Talk show call 724-444-7444 and Friday 17959. Let's recast Tyron Robert Bryan on YouTube and Christian Center Church channel. You the excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile you in Jesus' name. Amen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.